thedavidspadazone.com. David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, ready for another really big show? Always, always. Boy, you, I saw your column today, and our guest host today they had a beautiful picture in there, and she's got a big fight coming up this Saturday. Yes, I do. Let me, do you want to introduce our guest? Definitely. It's mixed martial arts fighter, Esley Kilponen. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm checking out this tattoo on your arm. Yes. <laughs> what is it a tattoo of? Or is that numerous ones? Um, no, it's one small one on my wrist, which is uh, the Krav Maga symbol, and then um, I have an angel. And then the rest of it's dedicated to my husband. It's his name in ancient Filipino script. And then a flower, one for the Philippines, one for Finland, and then one for his birthday in December. That's an angel? Yes, there's a wing right here. Oh. Like a warrior angel. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's not your angelic angel. No. no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more your MMA angel. Yes, yeah. She's, yeah. She watches you when you're fighting. <laughs> she helps. You tag team. <laughs> so how long have you been fighting? Um, since 2008, I've been fighting. I had my first fight in January of 08 uh, with FCE, same organization, and it went great and um, loved it since then and been fighting ever since. And you are all of four foot 11? Yes. The other day, I guessed five foot because you, you never want to <laughs> tell a woman she's too short or too heavy. So I don't guess weights. Right. Hi- heights I take my chances with. That's, but that's four, uh, 4'11", and... Looking at the YouTube clip of your fight, it looks like being short may work to your advantage. Um, yeah, in some cases, definitely, as far as wrestling or in jiu-jitsu, of course, it definitely is an advantage. Um, but uh, I try not to think about it too much. I just go in there, see what opportunity arises, and take it from there. Do you, Are you at a disadvantage against the taller girls? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I never... I try not to think of me being disadvantaged because I'm smaller. Um, a lot of the guys I fight with, like I said before, they're much taller than me, so I'm just I'm just used to it. And so you go against guys? I train against. Guys. Oh, okay. I train with guys. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you want to step outside, David? No. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a challenge? I throw in the towel. Throw in the towel. <laughs> throw in the Hawks jersey. The Hawks already threw their jerseys. <laughs> so. When you train against the guys, do they take it easy on you or they'll go full force? No, no, full force. I have a lot of bruises and aches and pains to prove it. But no, they definitely, they don't take it easy on me at all. Now, you train out of Wheeling, Illinois. Yes, a school called uh, White Tiger Martial Arts Center. Um, the head instructor there is my main trainer, um, George Bohruyan, So, So he knows something about all this stuff? He he's a he has fought before and he's been doing uh he was in the Romanian special forces and he's uh, been instructing Krav Maga for years now. So. Okay. What what is that exactly? Krav Maga. Yes. Um, it's an Israeli self defense system. Um, it's primarily focused. I thought on, those had AK 47s or something. Actually, yes, it's primarily <laughs> weapons defense. Yeah. I just trained with that the other day. Just, I just practiced a, a defense with an AK-47. Where do you shoot an AK-47? <laughs> you don't. You don't have one. 
No. no. Oh, the, Bears no. Got, didn't the Bears got in trouble with that a couple years ago. They were sure. shooting up in Waukegan. A little target practice? Yeah. So that gets you in shape for all this? Uh, yeah, it's funny. A lot. Um, I do train um, in boxing. I do train in jiu-jitsu and wrestling as well. Um, but mainly, yes, I, I just do Krav Maga. What's jiu-jitsu? It sounds like a, those nice shoe cut stuff. There's oh. that Ginzu. Oh, <laughs> that's Ginzu. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is uh, just... Uh, basically just grappling, groundwork, uh, with submissions and different, uh, chokes. No small joint manipulation, though. Okay. And that, those sleeper holds and all that stuff, they really work, right? Yeah, it, if you, it, you it, can it, get it. It's not yeah. like this wrestling stuff, you know, pro wrestling where some of it you may wonder about. Oh, true. No, I know it's definitely real. If someone does not tap, and they're either going to sleep or something's breaking off. <laughs> so how do you win? Is it like wrestling where you have to have pinned down for a certain amount of time, or how do you win a match? No, you either win it by uh, TKO, which is a technical knockout, which the referee will stop once if they see that the other person not defending themselves, um, or uh, an actual knockout, which you knock a person out, or a submission, um, which could be like an arm bar, a knee bar, an ankle lock, a rear naked choke. Um, What's an ankle bar? Or an, a, a knee bar. Oh, knee when, bar. when you kind of flex the leg back and the knee in the opposite direction. And then an arm bar is when they uh, grab hold of your arm, elbow up. You know, if we had a bigger studio, we could demonstrate on this David. Is true, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Dave Olson, our sound guy, is for. <laughs> I think he cut my mic off after that. Yeah, yeah. Can you blame him? Now, your husband also c- competes, correct? Um, actually, he just trains with me. Oh, he just, Evan, Evan just he, trains he, with me. He knows better. He, yes, 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 he does. <laughs> he, he behaves. He better. So is he any good? Oh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. People are trying to get him to fight all the time, but he just, just doesn't want to. Okay. Now, the other day when we were at a gathering with mm-hmm. a, a bunch of the MMA fighters, they seemed like such nice, quiet guys. They're but, like assassins. But, but then they get in the ring and they become a different person. Is is that the way it is with you? Um, no. I, I mean, I try to just remain calm and stay myself the whole time. And definitely once you're ready to walk up to the cage, you're, you're focused. Um, you're trying to just get in the zone. And you pretty much block out everybody that's in the room. And you're just ready to go in there. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're just ready to go in there and uh, do what you got to do. You almost took out Sammy. I did. I was all flailing. You know, she's used to those. Arm, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just warming up. I'm warming up. <laughs> so when you get in one of these fights, are you scared before you go in there, or you're basically just focused on winning or not getting killed? <laughs> uh, a, B, and C. Uh, no, I think um, before I go in, I'm just focused on. Uh, Making sure, one, I put on a really good performance because you don't want to go in there and seem like you haven't been training for months. Um, I try not to focus on winning or losing, just going in there and making sure that that I just do a good job, you know? So when you say a show, you mean like a professional wrestling, making sure... Oh, no. We, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, I, I'm pretty... I think we're lucky in, um, when we're amateurs that the people who come to these events... Um, are really knowledgeable sometimes. They understand that even though it may look slow, um, there's actually a lot of technical work going on. So people understand what's going on in the cage. So the difference between amateur and professional MMA fighters is money? Is that basically money? it? Yeah, actually, actually yes. <laughs> you don't get paid as an amateur. Um, okay. But once you go pro, yeah, you start, to, you start to make money. And what would it take for you to go pro at some point? Oh, man. 
I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm an IT uh, professional right now, and I like what I do. Um, I'm not sure. I like being amateur for right now. It's fun. For me, it's, it's just fun. Who do you work for? Do you have your own company? No, I work for a fleet management company in Northbrook called Donlin. Um, so I'm a DBA there. You don't do any collecting work for them, do you? No collecting, no, no. Well, after, after they find um, out about this, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> They're going to start sending me out. There you go. <laughs> I saw my first MMA fights last month at a neighbor's house, mm-hmm. and we watched that Johnny Bones Jones win the title. Yes. And I'm watching this, and I go, someone's going to get killed during one of these fights. See, everybody thinks that. Um, and then when we, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with friends when we compare it to boxing, and it's like you're not always getting hit. There's a lot of wrestling involved. There is a lot of downtime, especially with jiu-jitsu. You know, people are trying to submit other people. It's not always getting hit. So it may look like you're going to get killed, but you're not. Because we talked to Mike Adamley at the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame when they had the boxing match, and right. Adamley basically said that people talk about boxing being violent. He says, but someone's going to get killed at this MMA, and that's going to end it real quick. See, we, and we actually think the other way around. If you look at boxing, and they're all aiming for the head. It's always a knockout. They're always punching each other from the waist up. As we're, we're very dynamic. We're kicking um, to the legs, or we're taking each other down, and we're trying to submit. There's a, there are a lot more elements involved. So, so are you a, a fan of the sport as well as a participant? Yes. Yeah. So you have favorites that you follow and things like that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Um, but right now, as far as female fighters, um, professional female fighters, you, I mean, you have the big names like Gina Carano and Jan Finney, um, Aaron Tuffill. So I have a lot of female favorites as far as um, male favorites. Of course, GSP, which is George St. Pierre, my favorite. Um, with the cauliflower ears? With the cauliflower ears, yeah. Randy Couture, who's big for that. <laughs> who's a Russian fighter from around here? Uh, you're talking about Fedor? Emilienko? Right. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He's like a machine. <laughs> I like him, too. I like him, too. He's good. I get, When I was watching those fights, when you were on the mat wrestling, that was kind of boring. I like the actual, like you said, the see, fighting yeah, part. See, and then people who are wrestlers or who probably um, train in that understand that it's actually, you're working for something. It's just the people who don't know, usually don't know what you're working toward. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the people that find baseball boring. It, yeah, they, exactly. They, they don't quite grasp everything that that's going on it it's not like oh they're t- they're taking a break there down on the mat they're just you know right we're, we're, we're waiting oh, right. we're just waiting out the clock no we're actually we're, we're thinking about what our next move is going to be and trying to execute it now does chicago have a fair number of female mma fighters um i think so it, it hasn't been too hard trying to get an opponent it's basically it's more due to size um in, especially in this area, I haven't come across a lot of uh, girls that are 115. I was going to say you're in the 115, right. and I would think most of the fighters would be, what, 150 um, or 135, somewhere 135 like 135 is usually the most common okay. weight, I find. But um, I've, I have had to travel. I've gone um, – my last fight was in southern Indiana. Um, so you, you kind of have to – and she was from Canada. <laughs> so, so she had to go even further. She had to go even <laughs> further. <laughs> so we're importing them. Right. <laughs> So how do you end up in southern Indiana in a, in a fight? Oh, um, well, I mean, re- when you're amateur, you actually have to go look for the fight. So um, there was actually, it was called a G-Fight 2010, and it was an all-female event um, that a lot of the uh, female MMA fighters decided to band together and create help create this event with the hook and shoot. So 
which is an organization that promotes uh, female MMA fighters. So, Do you spend equal time training doing the jiu-jitsu and the boxing, or do you focus on one area more than another? Uh, no, I try to evenly work on everything just to be really well-rounded. Um, obviously, I think with all fighters, you become uh, really good at one and then kind of just okay at the others. But I'm really trying to create myself as a well-rounded fighter. Now, you had a jiu-jitsu competition that you were in, correct? Um, I was, actually. I was in one a few years ago. Yeah, it was my first one. I was just new to Brazilian jiu-jitsu at that time. So, so how does that differ from uh, MMA? You didn't have to worry about getting punched in the face. Oh. <laughs> So how many broken bones have you had? None. None so far. Knock on fake yeah, wood? Yeah, fake wood. <laughs> Panel, right? Pan. <laughs> yeah. And is there hair pulling in this too, or you can't do that? No, no hair pulling, no... Um, biting? No biting, no jello, no mud. <laughs> then what's the sense of yeah, it all? Yeah. <laughs> Gee, forget it. Well, now no one's going to come. No. Well, your hair is so short anyway, nobody could pull it, this right? This is true. I've actually had my fingers caught in a girl's hair, but I had to make sure that my fingers were spread out so that I could... How do you get caught in someone's hair? Well, her ponytail, I tried to put my hand behind her head, and then I was like, oh, no, I saw it happening, so I went like that so the ref could see that I wasn't grabbing on. Do, do they penalize you for stuff like that if you were grabbing on? They'll give you a warning, and if you keep doing it, you eventually start to lose points. Okay. So. so how does the scoring system work? In all this stuff? Um, it's up to 10. Um, there are usually about three judges, um, and it's always 10 to 9. Kind of like, uh, I would say, kind of like boxing. Okay. Uh, just 10 oh, so, to 9. So it's nine. fixed, huh? So, yeah, no, I'm right? Kid- what I'm do you mean? Kidding. What do you mean? I didn't slip anyone at 20. <laughs> <laughs> I could train you. I got a unique way of training. I show you how to wax the floor, how to paint the fence. Wax. Yes, sensei. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Exactly. I can get everything done at my house. It's probably a couple-week training period, the waxing, the painting. And then you'll look at me and say, what am I learning? And then years later, she'll end up on Dancing with the Stars like this Ralph Macchio. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what a good plan. I'm always like, thinking. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. So are you a big sports fan besides the MMA? Um, you, not, can, not, you, can, you can be honest here. Not Nobody's too listening. Just, I mean, just last season, my husband and I was just started watching like the Blackhawks play, and they won. We're like, woo, go Chicago! So now we're trying, we're trying to keep up with it. Um, but we train a lot, so we're never home, never watching a lot of uh, television. So you're not a fan of the Latino manager on the South Side? <laughs> I heard that on the news this morning. Um, no, he's a little crazy, huh? A little, <laughs> a, little a little. I was, I was trying to be nice. You were being very diplomatic. You made him do an MMA. <laughs> Oh, my, he would not do <laughs> His rage would get in the way. <laughs> so you can't have rage. If you got rage, it's bad. Oh, no, no, yeah. You you become, it's a lot, then that creates uh, tunnel vision. So you don't want that. Uh, no, you want to be able to see everything clearly. You kind of try to keep emotions and all that out of the cage. So some of these professional MMA fighters almost mimic like the WWE wrestlers and stuff like that with, personality and stuff like that. So that. Some do, yeah, some do. Did Johnny Bones Jones seem like he's kind of flamboyant? He's flamboyant, but he's. Not, I, I don't think he's... I think he's being himself. I don't think he's trying to create a character. You have some guys like uh, Tito Ortiz, actually, is kind of more of an example of someone trying to create this character. Well, anybody that hangs around Jenna Jameson. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trying, trying to create something. It's true. You know, not exactly 
<laughs> Mr. Modest. <laughs> right, right, right. If you go professional, how much you get per fight? Um, that's actually per organization. Okay. It just depends on who you're fighting, where you are in the card. So it always it always changes. You know, it's D- David's thinking about a career change. I, I see. I see. I am. I'm getting into this area. <laughs> Although you think workers comp, you know, you might be able to tap into not this with mar- the, Not with what's going on now with our governor trying to revamp the whole system. Oh, God. A little, a little fraud going on, and they want to scrap the whole system. Right. And make it worse. <laughs> so, is there anybody, if you could, you'd say, I'd like to fight her? Um, no, not right now. I know, I don't, oh, I hate the calling out, the like, you, you're next. Oh. <laughs> I don't mean like that, but it, you yeah. know, if, 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 if I, I had the opportunity. Um, no, no, no one right now that I can think of, no. Your size, you said you're 4'11". My wife's 4'11". Mm-hmm. Did you get picked wait on? A, wait a second. We can, we we can have get a fucking like, schedule on that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times when you're smaller, you get picked on when you're in school and stuff. Did that give you kind of the desire to go into fighting to basically say, you know what, don't mess with me? Uh. No, it's funny. I mean, I, I I know I'm small, but I never I never think of that as a factor in anything that I'm doing. So, never an issue. And I was never really picked on in school. I guess I've always been just really confident in who I am. So, now the kids you went to school with at Lane Tech, mm-hmm. would they have said, "Oh yeah, I knew she would end up an MMA fighter," or would they? No, they would probably be really shocked right now. I actually, it was a big nerd, you know, I always into my you were, studies. You were a small big nerd. I was a small big nerd. <laughs> um, and no, I was initially going to school for architecture, so I was all into that. Never thought I'd ever do anything remotely close to this. You want to be Mr. Brady. <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> Have my own architecture room. Any desire to still be an architect? or is <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. I love IT work, though, but uh, yeah, architecture's always been like a passion, so... So you've really gone far afield from where I you were once upon a time. Yes. No, I definitely have. <laughs> so if you're walking down the street, mm-hmm. did someone ever come up to you and you'd say, you know what, you want to mess with me, I could kill you? <laughs> I think it. I didn't say it. I think it, though. <laughs> you start looking at them, you, you, and you going out. <laughs> you, you ever say, I wish that guy would try to steal my purse so I could just knock his lights out? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just try. Just try it right now. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I've learned a lot about the MMA, <laughs> what's going on. You got your fight coming up this Saturday. What time is it, and where is it at? Uh, doors open at 6.30. It's at Sports Zone in Marrows Park, Illinois. Oh, my old stomping grounds where I grew up. <laughs> we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have an incoming NBA Basketball Hall of Famer, Tom Sad Sanders. You're listening to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spade with my co-host, Elliot Harris, and we have the lovely Esley Kilponen in studio. Stay tuned. 